Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Today on Wine Matters, let's start off with a question. How much would you pay for a plate of Taipung economic rice? $11 enough or too much? <laughs> so this actually went viral in Singapore when a takeaway box of economy rice or economic rice from a hawker center stall in Amokyo. $11 for a piece of fish, uh, some yong tau fu and a bit of rice. $11! Insane. And you know, this might just be the beginning of our price hike nightmare because we are continuing to import over 90% of our food and, you know, the world is facing some form of a crisis on that front, right? Well, our next guest aims to sort of future-proof the country's food supply by using artificial intelligence and automation to virtualize farming and hyperscale the farming process. How can this be done? How are they doing so far? Let's find out more from Ray Poe, the founder and managing director of Artisan Green. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. So, Artisan Green is a modern indoor hydroponic farm that specializes in producing deliciously grown pesticide-free produce. That's quite important. And this was established in the year 2018. Tell us more about it. So, we're an indoor farm based in Kalang, and we use hydroponic techniques uh, and vertical farming techniques to grow our baby spinach, baby kale, and a range of herbs down there. And when we first started in 2018, we only had one product, which was baby spinach. But ever since then, we grew our science team and now we've got a larger range of products. Okay. Uh, Any chance you could give us a rough quantity of how much uh, you guys are producing weekly or daily? So per week, we harvest around 200 to 250 kilograms. So it's around one ton per month. Wow. Okay. So I take it you're good with numbers because you used to be from the uh, casino gaming industry. I guess let's dive into sort of like the personal points of your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, what was that like? What prompted you to transit? So I was in the gaming industry since 2010 and all the way until 2016. So uh, during that time, I was based in Macau and I was away from my family for quite a long period of time. I grew up in Melbourne uh, since 12 years old. So in 2015, I was away for around 15 years and pretty much half of my life. And I decided that I wanted to make the shift back to Singapore since it's home. And that's why I started researching about green and sustainable industries. I wanted to do something really different and contribute back to Singapore's food security. And that's how I started Artisan Green. Wow. What kind of challenges did you face, I mean, apart from the research and entering this industry? I think like being not from a science background mm. really mm. was a like big hurdle. And so I think like uh, there's a lot of information out on the internet nowadays and a lot of courses. So that really helped out my journey into farming itself. Okay, okay. But talking about the agri-tech industry, where does Singapore stand in your opinion if we're looking at generally the industry? Are we lagging behind? Well, in terms of the whole 30 by 30 goal that uh, SFA has put out, I think we are still a little bit behind. Mm. For us in particular, we're really trying to build a new farm so that we can scale up production. And even so, we're looking at only producing about 1% of what Singapore needs, yeah. even with our new farm. Yeah, yeah. So we are lagging quite behind, but 
hopefully with our new farm, we can scale up a lot quicker mm. and contribute meaningfully to uh, food production in Singapore. Yeah, you would hope that with tech, at least we stand to gain since we don't have space in that sense. Uh, we can build upwards maybe. But if we were to look at Southeast Asia, where does Singapore rank on the agri-tech front? I think it's one of the most advanced with regards to every tech within the region. Okay. And I guess like for our farm itself, as compared to even vertical farms in the US or Europe, we're one of the contenders to be able to build a really interesting and high-tech farm. And I think like whatever we're doing next will really push the frontier of modern farming itself. Mm, okay, so you talk about pushing the frontier and Ray, I apologize if this really is quite a challenging question, but I think it's a bit of a reality check as well. Agritech, just how much can it help the world in terms of the sustainability and climate change issues? I mean, what exactly needs to be done here? Is it every country has to have 10 farms, for example? Well, I think like it really does depend on the situation of the country itself. Okay. So somewhere like Singapore, where land is scarce, we'll have to rely on technologies like uh, vertical farming. But in places where there's arable land and plenty of space, that's something that's not necessarily needed. So it really does depend on the situation of the country. But well, with the issues of climate change, where growing outdoors isn't as consistent as growing indoors, these are issues that we use vertical farming to tackle. Okay, I suppose that can work, but what are the challenges, and I'm going to get into the part where you guys are building a new farm, but what are the challenges of building vertical farms here in Singapore? Why isn't it done faster and more? I think that there are a lot of government regulations that are involved where we can build, and also a huge issue would be the cost of it. Are we able to find land uh, or rental that's cheap enough for us to be able to build and make this business profitable? Ray, then let's talk a little bit about the farm that you guys are building for Artisan Green. Tell me more about it and where are you at right now in terms of this production? So we're currently in Kalang with a 300 square meter farm space Mm -hmm. and we're looking to build a 5,400 square meter farm space in Jurong Mix. Ah, okay. So they've got some land there. 5,000 square space. What does that solve in terms of trying to achieve this 30 by 30 goal? I mean, any chance you could quantify it for us? So right now, with our production of one ton per month in the 300 square meter space, we're looking to scale up almost 20 times in terms of size. And for yields-wise, we're looking to harvest around 25 tons per month. So that's 25 times more than what we have right now. And the reason why we have to do this scale-up is about economies of scale. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of machineries and equipment that we can't use within a small farm. Whereas in a bigger farm, it's actually justifiable for us to use larger automation technologies. Mm. And obviously, we're going to need a lot more of these if we want to achieve our 30 by 30. I mean, beyond just what you guys are doing uh, at Artisan Green, there has to be a larger network of more agri-tech firms. Yes, that's right. So like, I think like within Singapore, the farming community is pretty close-knit. We mm. do talk to each other and share tips on uh, where opportunities lie. I'm very grateful that everyone's very friendly. <laughs> that's always nice. I mean, uh, because uh, at the end of the day, it's also like a learning industry in that sense. What are some of the common tips that are shared, common concerns the various agri-tech firms tend to highlight to one another to make sure that you know it's worth your while when you get into it? I think like things like available 
databases ah. and then perhaps like electricity suppliers mm-hmm. well, which one's cheapest because we do use electricity within the farm and then also tips on handling customers which retail customers are good mm-hmm. uh, any new supermarket that are opening any new online stores so we do share that amongst ourselves mm. can the government support and we talked about how you know challenges you need to get approval etc cetera, etc cetera. can all of these things be done better to ensure you promote more people coming into this field because at the end of the day 30 by 30 is something that we really really want to achieve we've been shouting about it what's your opinion of this well uh, the government really has been supporting this industry for the last decade and there's been a lot of grants and within the last five years especially during covid itself a lot of farms have popped up so I think like um, they've paved the way to uh, lead a lot more new entrants into the industry. So now it's the time where we can see whether these farms will either be successful or will they have to unfortunately close down. And that's dependent on each farm itself, how they tackle their issues, mm. how they do their product management and also their business model. Right, just a bit of a tipping point there. Ray, just mm-hmm. a final question. Uh, what else do you have planned out for Artisan Green in the near future, apart from that giant space that you're working on? Currently, we're working on fundraising so that we can build the new farm at the end of this year. And after that, we're looking to even expand bigger, not just within Singapore, but around the region as well. So we're looking to go overseas to the neighboring countries or any countries that are interested in our products. Have you figured out which countries look best for you? I think I'd like to stay somewhere within the Southeast Asia mm. region at this okay. point in time. Okay. But we've had people from America and also from Europe side contacting us and asking us, to wow. be consultant for them as well. Wow, that's going to be huge. All right, Repo, founder and managing director for Artisan Green. Wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Take care and have a great day, yeah? Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.